Hello, everyone. Welcome to Talking Logistics, where we have conversations with thought leaders and newsmakers in the supply chain logistics industry. It's my great pleasure to welcome today's program, Kyle Wilberts, who's a business consultant at Command Alcon. And today we're going to talk about digital transformation in the heavy building materials industry. Now, virtually all industries today are undergoing digital you know, transformation. And you know, the opportunity for cost savings and productivity and customer service improvements are arguably greatest in the heavy building materials industry when you consider all of the manual processing and paper-based processing that's taking place uh, in this industry today. So how is the digital transformation um, you know, starting to transform you know, the industry today? And you know, what are some of the, uh, the opportunities and value propositions for contractors, haulers, and suppliers in this industry? Well, those are just some of the questions we're gonna discuss in today's episode. And it's great to have uh, Kyle on the program who's been on the front lines of this for, for quite some time to share his insights and advice on, on this topic. So Kyle, welcome to the program. Absolutely, thank you, Adrian, for having me here. And then uh, I'm excited to talk about the topics. Great, well, Kyle, you, you know, you're a first time guest here uh, on Talking Logistics. And like I always do, whenever we bring someone new onto the program, I, I'm always curious how they got involved with this industry to begin with. So before we kind of dive into the, uh, the meat of the topic here, why don't we start there? Just tell us a little bit briefly about your career path and you know, how and why you got involved with this industry and what your current role and responsibilities are there at Command Alcon. Perfect. Absolutely. So uh, my history, I, I hired, I, I worked primarily with a, a general contractor for the, the majority of my, of my professional career. Um, I worked for uh, Kiwit Construction since 2005. I hired on with them uh, straight out of school, uh, went to school for engineering and uh, got involved in some construction. So hired on with Kiwit and uh, it was a great time. I spent 10 plus years there. Um, you know, how Kiwit operates, they're really all about training their employees, which is, which is great. So they bring you in at, at a ground level and, and uh, um, you know, put you in the middle of it. So I, I held every role, you know, within the project management uh, flow. So I started out field engineer, um, spent a lot of time out in the field, um, graduated and, and started getting involved in, in more of a superintendent's role. Um, I had an opportunity to be a subcontract manager, worked with a lot of subcontractors, um, spent some time as a, as a trucking manager. Uh, I was, took part on a project that had a lot of trucks and uh, I worked with a, a, another gentleman who was the truck boss on site and, and worked with him to, uh, to manage the, the you know, logistical effort on site um, and continued that evolution and into a, a project management role. That's really key. What's goal is to, to train their employees to someday manage work and uh, manage work successfully. So did that. And then ultimately about five months ago, I took a role with uh, Command Alcon to get more involved with uh, project controls specifically. Um, it was a job uh, called the Northgate uh, or the DFW Connector, which was a Northgate Constructors joint venture with Kiwit and Zachary. And it was on that job that uh, at the time, you know, this was uh, 2008. Um, it was a billion dollar job here in Dallas, Fort Worth. And, and that's really where I got heavily involved in project controls and truly started to understand the, the impacts that they could make on a job success. So, um, you know, I've been with Command Alcon for about five months now, but uh, my time spent with Command Alcon and working towards this project controls initiative has been, you know, eight plus years. So uh, that's kind of my background. Great, great. Well, you, you know, uh, it sounds like, you know, for people that are familiar with the industry, Keywood is a pretty big name, you know, in the industry. And uh, so it sounds like, you know, right out, right out of college, you've been in the front lines of uh, and experiencing firsthand, 
you know, the, the whole, you know, the processes that take place in, in this, in this industry, you know, both the, the good as, as well as perhaps the, the, the not so good or the, the areas that need the, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of improvement. So, so I, I guess that's, that, that's where I want to head now with, you know, my, my first question here. I mean, obviously you've been on the front lines of this now, you, you know, for, for, you know, over, over 10 years and, uh, and obviously, even though you've been formally on the command outcome for just five months, you've been working with them on a, uh, you know, for a number of years as well uh, from a technology uh, standpoint. I mean, when you when you look at the industry and, and your experience, I mean, what, what are some of the main challenges, you know, that are faced by contractors as well as haulers and, and suppliers in this industry? I mean, what, what is the, you know, where the opportunities are, if you will? Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad you included all three, you know, because a lot of the, the challenges out there are very similar for contractors, haulers, and suppliers within the industry. Um, you know, at Command Outcome, we kind of call that the, the heavy building materials ecosystem, um, all three entities being a part of that, um, as well as some others, you know, including owners and, and things like that. But a lot of these challenges are quite the same. And, and starting, you know, kind of at a high level, even project challenges are um, growing, you know, the work is getting much, much bigger. When I entered into this industry, which was not that long ago, you know, 10 plus years, you know, it was, it wasn't near as common to find these billion dollar plus projects. So not that the challenge is only specific to larger jobs, but the bigger the work gets, the more money starts to flow um, between hands. And this is happening on a daily basis. Um, another challenge with, with projects of today are, is faster schedules. Uh, the expectation of a completion time is is growing. And, and, you know, it used to be where a job, you know, 10 years ago would take 10 years to complete. Nowadays, it's taking three years to complete. Um, so the challenges of just keeping up with the demand is, is significant. Um, and then, you know, from a project standpoint, jobs are getting a lot more complex. You look at what we were building 10 years ago to today, and it's, it's night and day. And, and along with that complexity comes the, the specifications and the requirements by the owner to ensure that we are, or that the contractor and, and the, the entities involved in building the work are producing um, quality work that meets um, the expectation and, and the specifications that's, that's written. So um, those are, you know, project challenges, you know, diving into specific challenges. Time is a significant one. And that sounds kind of, like a no brainer, but just having enough time to complete these challenges is, you know, due to what we just discussed becoming much, much more difficult. Uh, as an example of that proof of delivery, something that we do every day, you know, even in our personal lives, UPS, FedEx, whoever's delivering our packages shows up and, and they, you know, 10 years ago, they would be requiring a, a signature for, you know, proving that they delivered that package doesn't happen today. Um, so being able to, you know, in the field, in, in the construction industry, we're still there. We're still signing things. We're still, it's still necessary for people to be at the spot and, and verify these things. And it's all captured in, in a very uh, um, um, paper format, you know, at the end of the day. So, if we can make things more efficient through, you know, it's going to offer more time to, to um, take into account the things that are, are taking place in, in, in real time out in the field. Um, documentation is another one, you know, in the construction industry, we are constantly documenting everything. And, and that is a effort that is taking place within each entity, the contractors, the haulers, the suppliers, all of them are documenting things. 
Um, so that's very time consuming because once again, with millions, sometimes billions of dollars worth of, of uh, information. So uh, quality control is another challenge. You know, there's materials out there, the materials are getting more and more advanced. And because of that, owners need to see the information that proves um, that they are building things to the required specification. So um, understanding the quality control and the efforts that, that go into capturing things done correctly is, is, is a challenge. Um, driver seat time from a hauling perspective, um, significant challenge. We, not only from a standpoint, I think everybody in the industry has heard that drivers are becoming more and more difficult to come uh, to, to get on your job or to haul the materials that you're trying to sell. Uh, but in addition to that, like I said, these jobs are getting more complex, which allow for scheduling changes. And it's, it's much more difficult to keep um, truckers busy in some cases consistently on a job. So that's a, that's a challenge that we can uh, impact through, you know, on-site dispatching and truly understanding what these drivers are doing on the job while they're there. Um, you know, instead of calling for another truck, maybe we can just share some of the time or just, you know, move a truck from operation to operation on a job rather than request a brand new one. Uh, and then finally, accounts payable. That's, that's a huge challenge. Um, as well as accounts receivable, any kind of accounting uh, when it comes to materials. Currently in today's world, we are, like I said, paper-based. So everybody is trying to capture this data and it's a very manual process and you can't reconcile an invoice without having the data um, to compare against. And, and you can only do that through documentation. And that, that's where accounts payable and receivable kind of, they, they sit and uh, we need to uh, be able to provide them the information they need to do their jobs. And that's a very manual process in today's world. Yeah, no, it sounds, I mean, you know, as, as you went through all those different challenges, I mean, you know, it, it, it's very interesting to me, you know, when a lot of people think about supply chains, you know, they may think more around, you know, retail supply chains or, you know, manufacturing supply chains. But when you think about the heavy building materials, you know, ecosystem or, or supply chain, if you want to use that term, um, you know, a lot of the same challenges, right? I mean, you're talking about, you know, time constraints, you're talking about customer requirements becoming more demanding, right? You talked about, you know, things that used to, the expectation maybe was, you know, it would take 10 years uh, in the past. Now the expectation is that that type of project will, has to be completed in three years. Uh, talk about, you know, labor shortage or, you know, the tr trucking issues or the, you know, on the hauler side of things, you know, similar types of dynamics going on in other industries as well. And then the need for that, you know, timely and accurate and complete data and information to do something as uh, that you would think would be as streamlined as accounts payable and then receivables, right? But, uh, you know, still getting bogged down with, you know, paperwork, you know, in, in that kind of environment. Uh, so, so it's kind of interesting to kind of see the parallels and, and how, you know, at the end of the day, you know, a lot of the, the challenges and issues that, you know, other industries have faced and continue to face are also, you know, present in this industry as well. Um, you know, talking about kind of the, the, the paper side of things, I mean, I, I was at your user conference, you know, last, last fall, and, um, you know, there was a lot of discussion around tickets. Uh, now, for people who are, you know, might not be, might not be familiar with the industry, I mean, what, what are tickets? Um, you know, why are they important? And, you know, what, what's the main challenge with, with processing, you know, tickets? And, you know, from a, from a contractor's perspective, I mean, what, what, are, what are all the types of tickets that, that are involved in the, in the daily processes that they, they uh, are involved with? Yeah, um, that's a great question. You know, we've, we've, tickets, there's a number of, of 
ways. It, basically, tickets are, are a receipt of cargo or you know a bill of lading, um, and it, they contain all the information that that one would need to complete all the the processes that we we talked about before. So. Um, ultimately, you know, whether it's a, a load of rock, a, a load of asphalt or, or concrete, um, when that truck is being loaded at the, uh, um, f- from the dispatch center, the quarry, the, the, the batch plant, wherever that may be, um, before that truck gets sent to the, to the job site, they are handing that driver a, a form of documentation of what that truck is hauling. And, you know, generally that's referred to as a ticket. So, um, the information on that is, you know, first off where, you know, departure and destination information, uh, dates, um, itemized list of goods. You know, generally that's, that's one good in, in, in today's discussion purely from, you know, if you're buying a load of rock, you're buying that one load of rock. So, um, but an itemized list of, of what you're actually receiving, um, the weight or the volume or the amount that you're purchasing or that was delivered in that load. And then something as basic as, you know, who's involved, who's selling the product, who's buying the product, who's hauling the product. All that information is collected on that one paper copy ticket today. Um, and that's what, um, um, yeah, that's what's produced and, and really everything's based off of from that point. So that in and of itself could can add to, you know, why is this imp- why is this information important or why is this paper copy ticket important? Um, you know, at the end of the day, the information that's housed on that ticket is specific to that one load. The, the, the bigger goal is what's taking place throughout that day. So the collective information that is, uh, that the, the ticket represents is it truly turns into, to a baseline almost of what both parties involved in the transaction can, uh, um, base their books off of. So it, it, at the end of the day, it's not, it, you, you're getting a ticket for one load, uh, but if you order 10 loads, collectively that, that is, is the baseline for what, uh, um, what you purchased and, and what you ultimately have to pay for. Um, so, so, so it sounds like, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's fragmentation there, right? Because you, you, you now have, if you have 10 loads, now you have 10 different tickets. And I, I remember at the conference, uh, you know, someone mentioned, you know, when they started in the, in the industry, which is still happening today in many cases, you know, at the end of the day, there will be a stack of, of tickets, you know, on a table, that then someone had to go in and then enter manually into some system to get that visibility or get that understanding in terms of what happened today on the job site, uh, you know, what was accomplished, what still needs to be done to update the project schedule, so on and so forth. So a lot of manual processing and, and latency and having that visibility because you, some, you had to wait till that information got entered into the system, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, that's part of the challenge is, is, you know, you talk about everything going on in the day and the majority of the people working on this effort have other responsibilities. You know, they're, they're out in the field, they're managing work, they're, they're working with people and equipment and, and really trying to get things done in the field because ultimately it's, it's about schedule um, and, and, you know, producing the, the job that, that you're requested to produce. Uh, the money is, is something that, you know, you have to manage on a daily basis and in order to do that, you're not going to be looking at one ticket. At the end of the day, you're going to be looking at all the tickets that showed up on job. And that's how you get a true view of, of what your cost is. Um, and, and, and really the only way that you can accurately say whether you did meet your budget or you came in under budget or, or above budget. Um, you know, and, and that's when we talk about why it's important. All, you know, there's, there's 
a couple different areas. There's the accounts receivable, the accounts payable. They're focused on those, those big numbers, specifically when an invoice shows up um, or when they're, they're, you know, receiving the information, but also just daily efforts, you know, daily costs. Daily costs is incredibly important to, to project success. Because if you're not making money today, there's a good chance if you don't recognize that, you're not going to make money tomorrow. And, and understanding all the costs, you know, it's not just labor, it's not just equipment. It's labor, equipment, small tools and supplies, you know, your materials that you're bringing on site, your permanent materials, um, all your safety stuff, all, you know, all of that gets, gets bottled into to true cost and, and, and understanding that. So that goes, once again, hand in hand with your comment. If you can't um, consolidate all of the information that you're receiving on a daily basis, then it's very difficult to see true daily costs. Um, and ultimately, you know, waste and yields are, are the easiest way to lose money. You know, nobody wants to pay for anything that they're not receiving. And that's happening on a daily basis in the industry simply because people don't, can't collect the information quick enough to make a, a real-time decision. So those, those are a pretty good outline of, of some of the challenges. Yeah, no, I mean, it boils down to, you know, you know, visibility, really. I mean, I think that that's something that you across all supply chains, you know, you, you hear people are, are, you know, that, that's their main goal is to have visibility to what's happening with operations, visibility to what's happening on the financial side of things. And obviously, if you've got a lot of, you know, manual processing, a lot of fragmented, uh, you know, collection of information and data, um, you know, that's going to, you know, uh, delay uh, the ability to have timely visibility of what's happening. And then it's going to create some, you know, friction in the system, you know, to, to be able to, you know, stay on top of the, the schedules and, and, and all of that. Um, yeah. So, so I, I think, you know, uh, I think we've, we've talked through, you know, kind of what, what the challenges are historically in this industry, but, you know, like I mentioned in the onset, uh, you know, we are starting to see, you know, digital transformation in this industry or this industry beginning to, you know, realize the benefits of, you know, digitizing some of these processes and, and really look at it from an ecosystem, you know, standpoint. I know that's one of the areas that, you know, Command Alcon is starting to, you know, work on with, with all the different stakeholders uh, in the heavy building materials industry. Can, can you, um, you know, talk a little bit about how digitization is starting to transform, you know, this industry now? Absolutely. And, and we've kind of touched on some of these and, and, but I mean, the honest, the easiest way to look at the industry and, and how it's usually using uh, the tools of today, you look at our personal lives, you know, mobile apps, websites, social networks, say all, everything we do in our personal lives, you know, is through, you know, probably one of those three. Um, you look at the, the construction industry and, and <laughs> honestly, we're, we're basically one step ahead of using fax machines. The email was developed and, hey, we have this document and we no longer have to scan it. We can just shoot it over in a PDF format. And that's where we sit. And the rest of the world is continuing on and, you know, completing transit. Even if, even your electrical company, you get the paper bill in the mail and the first thing you do is you log on to the website and you see the button, I want to go paperless. And they're, in fact, incentivizing you for it, you know. So that's where the industry is starting to, to move towards, is starting to utilize the tools of today. Um, how that can affect the industry. You look from a mobile app perspective and, and just, you know, we touched on proof of delivery earlier. In today's world, that truck is showing up with, you know, a paper copy ticket, which in many cases is duplicated because it needs to go to multiple parts, whether that's the owner, the contractor, the everybody needs to get paid. Everybody needs to understand and have the documentation to prove that. 
And, um, you know, so the truck shows up and he hands a paper copy ticket and, and hopefully somebody's there to sign it. Maybe sometimes they're not, you know, we have a lot of data that we, and, and we've talked to a lot of companies out there that, you know, looking at how many companies are actually signing 100% of the tickets that, that, um, uh, show up on site. In many cases, this is viewed as being more efficient, but at the end of the day, it's just passing the buck along and creating a bigger problem down the line, which ultimately wastes more time. Um, how we can improve that is, you know, have somebody out in the field with one of these and the truck shows up and instead of the driver handing them a paper copy ticket, maybe that, you know, a text message or, or an alert is provided that individual or that job site. And you can go on here and, and look at your screen and it'll show that truckload. Hey, this is the truck that's showing up on site and that individual can either accept or reject or, or and have GPS location next to it. And all of that, you know, goes into proof of delivery and everyone understands that that load was dumped or, or delivered at that site and we're moving on with our day and there's no more paper. You know, the, the website or the network platform, you know, all that information collected in one spot and having access to it um, and being able to update it is, is incredibly important, but makes things incredibly efficient. If you have two records and I update one of them and you're looking at the other one, there's going to be a, a lack of communication there. So having a platform where not only are you capturing information, but you're able to update it. Um, this makes efficiency, you know, just fly off the shelves because now, as a, as a seller or a producer, if I understand that you've accepted a load for payment, I no longer have to wait until the week's end, the month's end to bill you on something that you may or may not be willing to pay for. I don't know. Now I can look directly at it and say, hey, they're willing to pay for this material. Basically, what you're doing is you're going from managing all the data to managing the exceptions the products that are not accepted for payment. Those are the ones you should focus on because those are the ones that are the time consuming and the errors that are being made that we need to recognize and, and deal with in real time. And that's, that's the, the true efficiency is not waiting till or passing the buck on, but dealing with things in real time and moving forward. Um, so those are some of the, the opportunities. I mean, we could talk for the next eight hours on, on some of the ways that this stuff could be effective. But uh, at the end of the day, it's not about, eliminating or passing the buck on, but dealing with these things in an efficient and, efficient and uh, um, daily effort is, is really the, the, the bang for your buck. Right. So it sounds like, you know, I know recently uh, you guys announced, uh, you know, a, a solution or a platform called, you know, build it. And, and as I understand it, it's, you know, really creating an ecosystem here and a platform for, you know, all the different stakeholders that, uh, you know, to be able to be connect with one another and be able to process you know, have that single source of truth, if you will, and, and single point of visibility to some of these processes, including kind of the, the, the ticketing process that we, we talked about before, you know, to help, you know, automate and expedite, you know, that, that process. Is, is that kind of gets to the gist of what, you know, Build It is about? I mean, what, what are some of the key things that are as part of that platform? Absolutely. I mean, Build It is all about um, the, the cycle. Of, I mean, three main points. There's, there's a bunch of little things that happen in between all these, but basically somebody's ordering some material, somebody's delivering material and somebody's paying for material or trucking or whatever that is. You're buying good, you're ordering goods, receiving goods, and then you're paying for those goods. Um, build it is a tool that is able to collect 
and allow for multiple parties to operate off the same data in its simplest form. So when the, the information is created at the, the batch house, wherever you're buying concrete from, that information is loaded into um, this platform called Buildit. And now, you know, there's a bunch of rules and, and there's, all, there's all kinds of uh, privacy to it, uh, but it allows for the buyer to see that information in real time and apply um, accounting information or uh, place of use or, you know, the discipline or the individual that was responsible for placing them. All kinds of field-specific information, it, it allows for, for uh, real-time updates. And, and all parties can, can uh, use that information. So once that information is loaded into Build It, it's, that's not it for the supplier. They can then refer back to that network and see, are there materials being delivered? Are they being delivered in the right spot? Are they approved for payment? Are they not? things like that, that, that down the line in the process, things become much more efficient. Uh, but yeah, build it is, is that place where, where we're placing this information and sharing that information with, with everyone involved. Yeah. So it sounds like, you know, ultimately, you know, when we talk about digitization, you know, we, we talked about all the, the, the paperwork and, you know, uh, you know, manual processing taking place. I mean, this sounds like this is kind of one of those platforms, you know, that defines digitization in this industry, where it's now about bringing the different stakeholders as part of this ecosystem, have that centralized, uh, you know, data and visibility. And then on top of that, you can then start executing some of these processes that, you know, that we talked about. Um, so, so we're ultimately, I mean, what's the value proposition of build it for, you know, for contractors and, and subcontractors? I mean, what, what benefits can they, you know, achieve by, you know, adopting this type of digital platform. Yeah. Well, you almost just hit on one of them and that's uh, standardization. And that kind of goes across the board, not only contractors and subcontractors, but the ability to standardize a process in many cases is more difficult than you'd imagine. Um, prior to build it, um, you know, the, the go-to is typically an Excel spreadsheet. And if anybody listening out there understands Excel, you can do things a thousand different ways and end up with, with the same answer. So, you know, as these jobs get bigger or even the small jobs, if you have two people doing things two different ways, the, the results can sometimes be very, very different. So um, the value for all parties, having a tool that, that you're able to standardize, um, just going back a step you were talking about ordering and sharing that data on that platform, um, just having a, a tool that allows you to create order forms review those order forms with your suppliers or your, your haulers and use that form as a standardized form. So from that point forward, everybody's working off of the same understanding. Um, it's just a simple, you know, simple example of how to standardize the process. This helps with turnover, with new employees, with, with you know, moving people around. Um, but some of the other, uh, I'm sorry, let me just, uh, some of the other, you know, offerings or benefits that a contractor would see would just be, you know, we talked about earlier, the, the project costs, the, the near real time um, updates of information. So maybe, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon as a superintendent or a foreman, I'm trying to place 3000 tons of aggregate. I look and build it and I see that I have only been delivered 1700. Well, I only got three hours left in my shift and I'm trying to place another, you know, 1300. I don't know if that math adds up, but anyway, you get the point where it's like, what's going on? And, and that would prompt, hey, 
I'm not going to make my budget because I'm not going to complete the amount of work I need to. I need to call the material supplier and figure out where my material is. Um, we talked about the on the spot approval for payment, that proof of delivery that benefits everyone. Um, and then, you know, ultimately, you know, eliminating the manual key punching. That's a, a, a basic, I would say of, of build it. That's kind of one of the main or not main, but one of the basic selling points is, Hey, if you use this tool, you're going to receive this information electronically rather than have to sit down and key punch. And that key punching accounts for a lot of time. You know, that uh, you think about the, you know, some of these jobs, I mentioned Northgate constructors on the DFW connector, you know, there was 300 million plus of, of materials being brought onto that job site. So those are dollars that need to be managed. And quite frankly, if you're going to do it correctly, you got to enter all that in. So that, that's a lot of information to punch into a system. So huge time savings from that, from that standpoint. Yeah. Not, not only labor savings and time savings, right. And then yeah, you, you want your people to working on, on productive uh, stuff to keep the project on schedule and under budget and so forth. Uh, but it's also from a data standpoint, you, you know, we all know that when you key in things, uh, you know, the, the opportunity to uh, introduce data errors, uh, you know, increases significantly. And then that can hold up, you know, that can create its own set of problems, you know, with, with schedules and, and so forth. Uh, I mean, what, what about the other, you know, stakeholders, you know, in, in the ecosystem? I mean, you talk about bulk material suppliers, ready mix producers and, and haulers. I mean, what, what are some of the benefits for them? So some of some of them are the same. I mean, obviously the the real time. You know, you you find a, a commonality between this entire conversation. It, it, it is uh, uh, communication. You know, increasing the level of communication so that real time acceptance and notifications are visible for the suppliers and haulers as well. Um, like I said earlier, instead of managing all the data that they're sending over there, if somebody rejects a load, let's focus on that one and figure that out and, and move on with our day. Um, I've mentioned the ordering forms. You know, quite often. You know, in my experience, I even ran, I ran into a lot of suppliers, big time, big time suppliers, um, national um, companies, international companies that were fearful of moving away from the telephone. And that uh, I, it's completely understandable because there's a lot that can get lost in email. But if you, if you work on a system and agree to a system that accounts for all the information on the upfront, um, that makes things much more efficient. And in those cases where we're, uh, company or suppliers and producers were hesitant. Uh, by the end of the job, they were actually hesitant to go back to phones because the, the communication and the level of documentation was so great that there was never any questions. Um, so that's a, that's a benefit. Um, you know, creating that baseline is is something that is done automatically through BuildIt. So when I say baseline, everyone you know, their books are based on this and any updates or edits or anything like that can be done, but you're all starting from that same point and then, you know, coming together with, with any ex exceptions. So those are, you know, three high level benefits and, and there's more, but uh, um, those are probably some of the, the significant ones. Yeah. And I, and I would think that, I mean, I think you hit on a point there, you know, I, I, I just like in any industry and any kind of, you know, technology implementation or evolution, you know, change management is arguably the, the biggest hurdle that, that you face, right? Because everyone's used to the way we've always done things. Um, you know, they, they've, you know, even though they may feel like it's a well-oiled machine, you know, they, they don't see the inefficiencies that, 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 that are in place. And 
But uh, I, the, the, the point that you made, I think, is universal, is that once you get over that change management hurdle and you start using some of these uh, newer technologies and you start really experiencing the, the efficiency and the benefits, if you tell, then tell those people, you know what, we're going to take the tool away now. We're going to go back to the old way of doing things. You know, universally, they all get a, you know, they'll probably rip your head off if you try to get them to go <laughs> back to the old ways of doing things. But it's just getting over that initial hump. That's, that's usually the, uh, the, the hardest part because, you know, once yeah. you start – you know, once you start really seeing the power and the benefits of this, it's really hard to go back. Well, and, and, and that's it's an excellent point, you know, that we could have talked about during the, the, the challenges portion of our discussion. One of the challenges with this system is if it's not completed or if it's not done correctly, it continues. Invoices still show up. If, you know, if you're not catching a mistake, checks are still being written. And, and that process isn't going to go away. And it's, the work is going to continue. And that's one of the challenges when you speak to change management is oftentimes collecting the data and, and putting it into a form that you can summarize and, and look at the data as a whole. That's being done on Saturdays and Sundays and after work hours. So you talk about the inconsistencies. These people are tired. You know, they just got done with a long week and now they have this stack of tickets in front of them. There's going to be mistakes made. Um, and the easy, the easy button is just to say, well, I'll just wait for an invoice. And when it comes, I'll just pay the check. Um, that's, that's not the correct easy button. The easy, the true easy button is having that type of efficiency to wait for the invoice and write the check, but have the, the, the backup and the verification behind it easily accessible to make sure that those are accurate. Yeah, that's a great point. I love the, the easy button analogy there. Uh, well, well, Kyle, you know, we're running uh, short on time here, so I'm just going to go right to my last question here. I mean, as, as a way to wrap up, I mean, if you look out, you know, let's say, you know, three to five years now, I mean, what capabilities or attributes will, you know, separate the leaders, uh, you know, from the laggers in, in this industry? In other words, I mean, what will define success in the heavy, you know, building, uh, you know, materials and for, for building contractors, you know, moving forward? Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, I think this, this topic is definitely uh, the next necessary advancement. Uh, we've seen a lot, you know, just in the last 10 years between survey equipment, um, scheduling methods, um, you know, there's been a lot of work with BIM modeling and, and, and some of the benefits of that throughout the, the course of the job and, and beyond, um, you know, tools, you see the tablets and the, the work plan schematic drawings, all, all this stuff is advancing. But at the end of the day, um, Managing the money is is probably the next the next step to become quite more efficient. Um, if we don't do that, we're simply not going to be able to make our budgets and our schedules. Uh, the industry already has a problem with this. Um, I think I saw some statistics on with how many jobs actually finish on time and, and under budget without change orders and, and things that are costly and time consuming, and it's it's a pretty small number. And uh, in order to, to keep moving the ball forward, we need to be able to manage the money more efficiently. Um, so I think this is, is the next step. Uh, if you're in three to five years, if you are still cutting checks manually, I'd say you're a definite legger and you need to, you need to update your systems because uh, um, it's clear across the board from, from small jobs to, to big jobs. If you need to spend the time to make sure you're writing the right check amount, um, you're wasting time there's more valuable things you need to be doing but like I said you need to have that verification there and, and that's the next step is, is really producing something that allows for that 
Right, right. And I think if you're, if you're three to five years from now, if you're, you're facing a stack of uh, paper tickets on, on a big desk that you have to manually put in, I, I would think that's another clear sign probably that you know, you're yeah. probably getting left behind, right? You need to be working. You need to be off paper in, in five years, I would say. And, that, and that's not just paper copy tickets. That's quality assurance, quality control. You know, we talked earlier, all of the data that goes into these materials that they're producing to, to build work with. Um, that's still all paper as well. So trans, you know, moving that information from party to party where necessary is, is going to be the next, the next big thing, I think. Great, great. Well, Kyle, uh, you know, we, like I always say at the end of our, all our episodes, we always just manage to scratch the surface on, on these topics yeah. that, you know, we probably could have spent, you, you know, a whole conference, right? A whole day conference, uh, you know, just talking about the opportunities and, uh, that are ahead for this industry. But, uh, you know, again, thank you for making the time to, to share your insights and advice on, on this topic. Absolutely. I was happy to be a part of it. And you're exactly right. It, that was the biggest challenge of today is just trying to fit everything in. So um, I very much enjoyed being here and, and thank you for, for having me on. Great. I, I want to thank those of you that joined us. Uh, if you're watching this episode on demand, uh, either at the Command Alcon website or on Talking Logistics, and you've got a question or a comment for uh, Kyle, uh, you can post it there. I'm sure he'll be more than happy to respond via that medium. Again, thank you all and look forward to seeing you in a future episode of Talking Logistics. Have a great day.